0: this is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. (laughs) Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care? (laughs) That's so funny. Lord, do you not care? He's the most caring individual in the universe. That my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. He says it twice. You like, you know, he gave her that look. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things but one thing is needed one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part or better part which will not be taken from her Father speak and pierce our hearts and wound us tonight and light us on fire give us a limp I pray we'd have to be carried out of here completely fixed on your face, inebriated in your presence and wounded for life as our hearts craving for more bread, more bread, more bread, more of your glory. Now, say amen. So, uh, I'm going to self-process here and give myself a (laughs) sozo. If the theology's off, email the ministry. Actually, don't, because we would definitely not reply. No, the theology will be spot on, because that is important. Um, this is a wild time to be alive, it's an incredibly exciting time to be alive. It's all good. It's wonderful what the Lord is doing. A year ago, or well, thirteen months ago, five of us, six of us, ministries got together at CFAN and made a covenant in our hearts as we took communion and said, "Hey, let's go after Stadium Christianity." And, and uh, as a response to so many prophetic words that were uttered, and so we did. And. We met on the, like a week after Billy Graham died, and we went for it, and it was the wind of God that filled that stadium. It was the Lord. Um, We gave our hearts, we just went for it and believed the word of the Lord, and believed the words that came from certain prophets that some people don't like. Side note, prophets rarely make sense to you. They're not very normal. They don't even dress normal. I mean, you just have to get used to it. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, find me one in the Bible who is just super normal and balanced. So some of these guys we didn't even understand, but their word felt right. You know, oftentimes we, we get caught and we stumble over the package and we don't receive the gift inside of it and we can't hear the voice coming from it and so we disqualify ourselves and we don't receive the inheritance. I, I can't. It was too good. I don't even remember it. I, I don't remember I'd try to say it again, but I couldn't if I tried. You can go back. We'll keep it up for 24 hours. You can go back and hear it. Which is purposeful too, by the way. We have a, a, a great value for getting people actually in a room. Because I believe that sacrifice, some of you who drove in, you've gotta you've gotta become the sacrifice. You have to get on the altar and say, Burn me up. And so if some of you have asked hey, where are all the videos? They're not there for a reason. We want you to get in the room. We want you to get blasted and completely rocked. And Steph will tell you, I mean, we drove three hours to my father-in-law's meetings. It became my local church. Who does that? I mean, that breaks all the church growth rules. I mean, you read a church growth book. I have never read one. Well, I read one, and I think I punted it across my... I was like, what? Are you kidding me? It's like, no way. It was actually... It teaches you how to align the chairs. Really, I guess there's a right way to put the chairs in. I'm not joking. The right temperature. Did you know a cold room keeps people from sleeping on you? Well, hold on, hold on. That's not why. That's not why we do it here. That's, that's not why. I promise you. I I actually think that vent is from Sheol. Okay, so that's not my like my strategy. That, but 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 just so you know, everywhere but here. If you're ever freezing in a meeting, it's many places. It's because they're trying to keep you awake. I'll stop there. (laughs) Now, some of that stuff is so beneficial. It really is. If you've never done anything before, I get it. I totally get it. But, I mean, we just broke all the rules. And we went for it. We were like, okay, God's moving there. We're going. And what I felt in the room was so God, yet I couldn't understand the vessel it was flowing from. And my father-in-law was like... Wait, what? Like, <laughs> and even today, when my friends now who are, I don't know why I'm going this direction. I guess we need to hear uh, My friends now who I'm having the, the joy of introducing him to, he's so funny with them. Like, he calls me the other days. He's like, get Steph and Jeremy, and let's do a big service from my studio. I'm like, I can't just call them. Drive them to your studio. You know, it doesn't work like that. So, but but watching them interact and watching his life impact leaders of that caliber now—it's been such a joy for me to to be part of that that journey. And now a lot of them are reading Good Morning Holy Spirit, and 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 to see him and Bill connect for the first time at Jesus 16, and then he got to come preach at Bethel, and then we were were all together at the sin. It was just a beautiful time. And I'm watching some of the responses or some of the reactions from my friends' friends when they are like, yeah, man, we got rocked when Benny prayed for us. Like, we got smashed. They're just full on. I had my father-in-law pray for Jeremy at the Seine, and Jeremy looked like he was being <laughs> like connected to a 240. He was just like, you know. I love it. Right there on the platform, you know. I, don't, I think it's all awesome. By the way, By us turning down the power to please people and we use the excuse that if we turn it down they'll actually come our way it doesn't work like that. In fact, they have nothing to bite on. So the key is turn it all the way up and then they get to make a choice. Do you follow me? The way is more glory, more power, more word, more presence. That's it. So anyways... I think God wraps his power and presence and the impartations, destiny-shifting impartations that you need. Sometimes he wraps them in vessels that might really offend you. And, and when you're pigeonholed and you go, wait, 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 well, what's your deal? What don't you like about them? Well, I, I just don't. Well, they have money. Do you want money? Yeah, but I don't want them to have it. I should have it. Okay. Well, I don't like the way they talk. Have you heard yourself talk before? You don't sound like, you know, Barry Manilow. You just, like, what's the deal? Am I actually, a close friend of mine who you all know, actually pigeonholes people when they start to criticize. They go, what's your deal? What don't you like? I don't like their hair. Oh. And then it starts to reveal the heart. And I think we, we believe we become... I think we think we're experts regarding people that we've never met. <laughs> it's so funny. We don't even know the people. Or, or what, if, what if somebody does make a mistake, let's just say theologically? Is there a way home? Of course there is. I, I, I would venture to say if you preached four times a week for 50 years, you'd probably say something... Especially in your early days that you don't believe anymore I've said stuff I go what on earth was that it came out wrong the tone was wrong or I was ticked off in my early days one time a guy was crippled he had a cast on he came in with crutches I said sir stand on the platform and, and my wife was like oh my god she was staring at me like, what are you doing and I started stomping on his broken foot as though that would bring the miracle. I had, I had these big heels on. I'm like, wow, be healed. And he just starts going, ow, 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 ow. I look back and go, what an idiot. How full of pride. How full of like show and entertainment. And we're all on a journey. Do you know what I mean? We're all on this journey of beholding the Lord as in a mirror. We become more like him. He knows how to humble us. So we just have to like get over it. I, in fact, do you, ha, how many of you feel like if you bumped into a guy on the way out of here tonight and he happened to, to be wearing <laughs> a camel-skinned toga with a leather belt and had a Ziploc bag full of locusts and some honey on the side and he was dipping them and eating them on the way out, would you go, man, this, this is the guy I want to follow here? He's perfect. He lives outside. He lives in the caves. <laughs> Smells horrible, right? But I guarantee you, when he talked, there was something on his voice. You know what I'm saying? You come to Jesus, you're like, I want a miracle. I need a miracle. I my tongue is tied. He goes, I know exactly what I'll do. I'll spit on it. <laughs> no. I, I really think you know and, and then and then the other the other perspective is, well, we've got to stick with the Bible. We're not even touching the Bible yet. We're nowhere near with the script. I mean, we, we're like way beneath the water table here. If, if the Scriptures are the standard, I mean, how many of us have been lifted by our hair like Ezekiel and shown visions of God? How many of us have transported like Philip? You want, if we can keep it scriptural, how many of you have heard your bones rattle in your body? Actually, your bones. Shaking and touching each other, like the prophets. How many have laid on their side for months and a year to prophesy to a nation? This is the biblical standard. Did you you follow me? <laughs> Today we fast Instagram. They didn't fast Instagram when they called a fast. Then <laughs> Moses wasn't fasting TV on the mountain. Do you, do you follow me? The scriptures are crazy extreme. Really. Wildly extreme. It is good. You know, like like the Philip, Philip chased down a chariot. The the, the language actually reads, He overtook the chariot. Huh. Let, let me say that again. There's a chariot with three or four horses pulling it. There's a eunuch who's a representative of the queen of Ethiopia. Okay, are you listening? This eunuch is reading the scriptures and there is a chariot moving. Not like, not a skateboard or a a chariot. Philip goes, I know what I'll do. I'll overtake it. This is a dignitary. He overtakes the chariot at the command of God, led by the Spirit, and the whole nation of Ethiopia becomes a Christian nation. It's crazy. So we have to allow the scriptures To actually set the standard, and I would also say this: you're probably not as normal as you think. I watch some of you here. Some of y'all are really weird. Some of y'all are weird. I love you, but you guys are on a different wavelength. I think it's awesome, but you know, I'd rather you be free and weird than normal and bound up in chains. Point being, none of us—I mean, none of us—are as balanced as we think. Our students were standing up on benches at the bus stop on Thursday, preaching the Word of God, screaming the Word of God. I want them to be like that. I want them to be like that. Did they make mistakes? Probably. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they're not perfectly seasoned bus stop preachers, but who is? Do you know what I mean? It's just like, man, that, that mentality shuts down the move of God. It kills it. And I, I think the Lord takes these people. <sighs> Please don't use what I'm saying to become more weird. You guys are just fine. <laughs> but what I'm... Like, all right, let me say it like this. You trying to be weird is not going to bring the anointing. And weird is not the goal. What I am saying is that just because somebody doesn't fit your mold, it doesn't mean you don't need what they carry you just might you just might (laughs) the first time I taped with Heidi oh this was amazing if you knew my if you guys many of you know Jess she's very chill been there done that really not, not anymore she shakes and jerks and all that stuff But back then, she was super jaded, and that caused her to be very, very calm. Extremely calm. So I said, babe, go pick up Heidi and bring her to the studio. And so she went to, uh, it was Randy was hosting Voice of the Apostles back in like 2012 right here at the convention center. Anybody remember those meetings? It was like Randy, and the whole Revival Alliance. So Heidi was on the speaker. I said, drive over to the... uh, convention center pick up Heidi and bring her to the studio and so she did and Jesse walked in the studio eyes like this big staring at me she's like don't ever ask me to do that again and I'm like what happened she goes I went to pick up Heidi four people carried her and into the car (laughs) she had never hung out with her before ever never hung out with her This was her introduction. And they laid Heidi on the shotgun seat. And Jess is like, she goes, hi, Miss Baker. (laughs) And Heidi's like, yeah, woo." you know. What do you say? There was nothing to say. There was no conversation. It was just Heidi getting smoked in the car. And Jesse's driving her. They carry her, like walk her into CFAN. There's people helping her walk in. She's gone, just completely gone. You know, people are like, what's the point? Well, I mean, she's been used to almost Christianize a people group. It'd be easy to get tripped up over that. The fruit's there. I don't know. Maybe I just feel like some of you needed to hear that. I'm good, David. Thanks. Look at David's bow tie tonight. Amazing. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Look, they're clapping for your tie. Wow. Look back at the text, would you? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Notice it's possible to invite the Lord in and then once he comes in, to be distracted. Think about that for a moment. I mean, he will respond to the, to, to, to the invitation. So it's actually very possible to hear that the Lord is wanting to visit your life, to visit your family, to visit your community, to visit our school, to visit our ministry, whatever, whatever. It is possible to invite Him in. And then once He comes, to become distracted. Martha came out to meet the Lord, and she said, Lord, come in. And then in her desire to serve and do ministry, she became distracted. Now Jesus said, this is really, it's powerful, if we look and see what he pointed out, the way he saw it. It says, you are Troubled and worried about many things. Say many things. As long as your eyes are on more than one thing, you will be worried and troubled. Listen to me. The reason I brought this up is because we are living in the greatest hour of harvest in history. I mentioned the send earlier, Jesus 19, I think we had, or 18, we had 9,400 register. We started right here in Longwood, Florida, I think the first year with 500 people. These are people paying to come. I think this year we'll probably hit the 15,000 mark. That's amazing. I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting what the Lord did at the send. I'm not discounting that I believe we are in a Jesus movement, but it's really easy to use the lingo of a Jesus movement and not adore Jesus. And so you get all stuck, and I'm feeling the pull. I mean, the, 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 I hate the thought of having to put a coffee meeting with a friend in my Google Calendar. Really, I'm just being transparent with you. I don't like that. I, I would like to just go to coffee with a friend without having to schedule it. Do you know what I mean? I would, so much of me in my heart loathes that stuff. Yet you realize that you're riding this wave of harvest that is valuable to the Lord. The Lord is raising up a sickle because this is a very quick work. I mean, the stadiums are going to become a dime a dozen in this move that's coming. I mean, they're just going to fill very, very easily. It's the breath of God bringing people together. But make no bones about it. It's possible to do the Lord's work and not look at the Lord. At that point, it, become, it it will remain the Lord's work for a while. But if you stay in that posture, it'll become your work. And if it becomes our work, even if it's our work unto the Lord, the Lord does not accept it. Listen. The Lord only receives that which He does Himself. It is not by might. Not even your might. Not even our well-intentioned might. It is not by power. Not even our so-called spiritual religious power. It is only by the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit births it, when the Holy Spirit fills it, when the Holy Spirit conducts it, and the Holy Spirit finishes it, it is fruit that remains. You say, what? Don't I have a role to play? You have a role to play, and this is your role. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So I feel that this message, is the message that birthed Jesus' image. Luke 10.38 is the message that birthed this movement. It is this. One thing is needed. One thing. You say what about the stuff? One thing is needed. The stuff gets done. God knows how to do this stuff. Yes God will use you. But understanding that one thing is needed. What is the one thing? Sitting before the Lord. Waiting on his word. Enjoying his presence. Loving him. You say, don't I need to go out and preach the gospel? Of course, you need to go out and preach the gospel. But if you sit with the Lord and behold him and love him and enjoy him, when you walk by somebody who's lost and he says, hey, talk to them about me, you're going to do it because you're in love. Yeah. Not because you're trying to be part of some Jesus movement. Now look, we're Jesus people, but I've been saying for years, if we are going to live in a Jesus movement, it will require Jesus. The actual Jesus, not the thought of him, not the historical Jesus, not throwing him on the end of our sermon, not using him at the end of the, our prayer, hoping that it's some postage stamp that gets our prayer to heaven, or using his name because it's trendy. I mean his presence, his actual presence in the room. If, it, it, to trust the Lord means to trust his presence, to walk with the Lord means to walk in His presence. And I, I feel in my spirit this increased sobriety to not change the channel. This thing is about loving the Lord. Period. It's about loving the Lord. That's the message. What? Why is loving the Lord the message? I'll tell you why. Because a lawyer came to Jesus and said, What is the first and great command?" I'm going to step on some toes tonight, but I love that feeling at times. He said, what is the first and great command? Jesus did not hesitate. He said, the first and great command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and mark add strength. In other words, spirit, soul, and body, your entire being, even your body has been designed to love the Lord. Now, how many of you that are married feel love? How many of you who aren't married feel love? If you have parents, you have friends. How many of you feel love? Raise your hand. Yeah, of course. How many of you, when you're in love, think about the person you're in love with or the people you love? Yeah, of course. That's your mind. How many of you have been so in love that you have butterflies? Good. That's your body feeling it. Are you with me? How many of you have spent time with Jesus where you feel so close to him you could just sit there all day? That's your spirit loving the Lord. That's the entire being becoming capable of loving. That's what God is after. Full on bridal addiction. Bridal addiction. Nothing else matters. I feel in my spirit. Right. I, I, I feel this sobriety that Martha's knocking at the door. Now Martha's not bad. She was just trying her best. But isn't it amazing that while she was serving, she lacked revelation as to who the Lord was? What do you mean? She said, Lord, don't you care? Bill says it like this. Don't you think the Savior of the world cares? If anything, it was a complete contradiction that went against the grain, up current, against who Jesus is. Is a statement like, don't you care? He left everything to come and die to save us. Of course he cares, but here's the deal. You can serve and lose a vision of who you're serving. I'm not telling you to, to not serve. What I am saying is this. When you put your hand to something, make sure your heart's burning. Make sure your heart's burning. When you pray for the sick, the way I pray for the sick is I like my heart to connect first And then I move into faith. My father-in-law taught me that early on. He said, never move in. Well, he didn't say never. He said, if possible, worship the Lord first in your meetings. Then move into miracles. You will tell the Lord that you love him more than the gift he's given you. I want you to think of these two words. Troubled and worried. Now the scripture says... Why are you cast down, O oh my? Why are you disquieted within me? A downcast soul is a troubled soul. Jesus cal- calms a certain type of water. What is it? Troubled waters. What does he do to them? He stills troubled waters. Anything that is troubled is moving too much. Anything that is moving is not still. If it is not still, it cannot experience the presence. It is only in stillness that we know the Lord. So if you're troubled, this is the deal. You're looking at too much. You say, well, I'm not looking at porn. I'm not looking at... But maybe you're looking at what do you want to do for the Lord instead of looking at the Lord. Maybe you're looking at buildings and budget and events and all of this stuff, and I get it, I get it, I get it. It comes your way, yet the Holy Spirit never changes the subject. Does He ever? Does the Holy Spirit ever say anything other than, I want you to look at me? He understands that it's His capability that carries us. I love this. This changed my life. You are worried And troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Listen. And Mary has chosen that better part. It's a choice. In other words, first love is not an accident. Prosperity is not an accident. Faith is not an accident. Breakthrough is not an accident. Promotion is not an accident. Most of the time, miracles are not an accident. Most of the time. Well, they're never an accident in God's perspective, but sometimes we stumble upon things. We go, how in the world did that happen? I wasn't even thinking about that. But intimacy with Jesus is not an accident. You have to choose the better part. So I, I want to I give you context here. Martha is actually cooking food For God. I know some of you probably feel like you're doing that all the time. I'm cooking this meal for Jesus. She really was. He was right there. He was hungry. He was in Bethany. And by the way, Bethany, the word means place of poverty. Internal poverty. Not social poverty. Internal poverty. What does that mean? Jesus visits houses that say we need you every day. That's the environment that draws him. Come again. If you don't come, we're toast. Do you follow me? So she's literally cooking for Jesus. And her sister is sitting down, mesmerized, going like this. She was soaking before there was any soaking music. She was dialed in. And the Bible says she sat at his feet and listened for every word that he spoke. So she sat there enamored by the complete beauty of Jesus. She loved his voice. She loved his eyes. She loved what he said. She loved How he said it, she probably loved that he rebuked her sister. (laughs) You know in her heart she went, I knew this felt right. (laughs) Yes, she'll never bother me again, you know. She was blown away by the Lord. The reason she chose that is because, well, the reason the text uses that language is because she was presented with a choice that day. The choice was work for God or love God. Talk about Jesus or look at Jesus. That type of heart not only enjoys what he's saying, it enjoys everything about him, even the elements that she doesn't understand. How could this Jesus, who's so beautifully kind, make a whip and whip people in the temple court? But she loved it anyways. And so that is a choice. Let me give you an example of how that choice plays out. You're in the ministry, you're in Jesus' school and you wake up, and you have homework. <laughs> Let's say you're at a Jesus school. You have homework, and they do get homework. It's the most fun homework in history, by the way. They're reading like Mariah woodworth Etter and Smith Wigglesworth. My Lord, what a blessing. But they wake up in the morning. They feel a pull on their heart while they're snuggled up in their little blankies, They feel like they should go be with the Lord. It's not a matter of law. If they're not with the Lord, they're not going to be penalized. But in their heart, they feel like they should go be with the Lord. Now, they also realize they may have Jesus' school work to do or ministry work to do. In that moment, they get to choose... Well, I guess they just have to wake up earlier, now that I think about it, which is very (laughs) funny to think about. They have to make a choice between looking at Jesus or doing work for Jesus' school. They know that if they come to Jesus' school and don't have their work turned in, they still can't tell me I was spending time with Jesus. But this is an example. The example is it's possible to do ministry and not, not love the Lord. He said, well, how can you say that? Because loving the Lord is measurable. It's measurable. It's tangible. It looks like something. It sounds like something. It's reflected in your calendar. Billy Graham says, if you show me your calendar and your checkbook, I'll know all I need to know about you. So these are some questions regarding love. What do we do with our time off? What? Can I master a sermon to the degree that I don't need him the next time I preach it? Can I take students like we did last week if the Holy Spirit is telling me not to do that right now, could I take them, share testimonies, trigger faith in the room, and see miracles break out? Sure, I could have done that tonight. I actually thought about it. But the Lord said, that's not what I want tonight. Love, doesn't, love does not concoct formulas to get the work done. Love yields and follows So that the one who is being loved receives all the glory. So you you don't take yesterday's seed and necessarily know that that works on today's soil. So in the midst of all that's going on, all these stadiums, all this stuff, all this favor, thank you, Jesus, for it. I think the reason he unloaded it is because a people touched his heart. And if in the midst of the unloading we fail to touch his heart, we miss the point of the favor. We miss the point of the wind. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to think about this tonight. This is absolutely no condemnation whatsoever. But I, I, I do feel like the Lord's pulling his bow back tonight. And he's going to unload fiery, piercing arrows into the caverns of your soul that you will open the door to. In other words, you you can resist, but if you're sitting there tonight, you're going. You know what? This is God's highest priority. Our love relationship. If you'll open your heart, God will go deep, and he'll he, the arrow of heaven, God's bow will will. So descend with such violence it will strike the nerve of your heart and uproot every other idol that's been resurrected or raised in that place. So before I ask these questions, I want you to think of this. This lawyer comes to the Lord, and he says, "I know. I'll stump him." This is a big book this is my version, by the way. This is a big book. Now, he knows, since he's a rabbi, that every word is breathed of God. Every word. He knows that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stump him. I'm going to stump him with a question. Don't you love looking beyond people's questions? I love doing that. People ask you, they ask you a question to, to corner you. You go, why are you asking me that? Well, well, no, no. Why are you asking me that? Well, you know. No, I don't know. Why are you asking me? So here's this question. It's coming at Jesus, and here's the question Which is the first and great command? In other words, out of every book in the Old Covenant, is there a command that rests above every other command? And in, in finding that Jesus doesn't hesitate, he goes, yeah, there is. Love the Lord your God with all you are, with heart, soul, mind, and strength. Here's the question tonight. Why is that number one? I want you to think about it. Because this is it. This is the pearl of great price right here. When God tells you, this is number one in the Word of God, it's a good idea to listen. Why? why? Why is loving the Lord the first and great command? And while you're thinking about it, let me say this. The first and great command is meant to fuel the Great Commission. The Great Commission does not fuel the first and great command. It begins with the first and great command, loving the Lord, that thrusts me into the Great Commission as I yield to the Great Commission and continue to love Him while I'm preaching, of course my love increases. But the nucleus, the power source, the root of serving the Lord is this, I'm in love. So here's the question. Why is it number one? I'll tell you. Because it's what he wants most. He said, huh? I thought you'd give me something deeper than that. No. Beneath every command in Scripture rests the heart of God. So this is what God is like. God says, I want them to know what's burning in me. So I'm going to command this so they can actually discover my person. God is not a robot. So what he's trying to do is reveal his person to us through the scriptures. Do you follow me? Do you follow me? Come on, nod at me. Are you doing okay? Do you not like this? Okay, I'm just making it. You like it, good. Some of you like it. The Bible says it's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks, right? God has a heart, and so he has spoken. He still speaks today. He has spoken in the scriptures. Therefore, the scriptures reveal the heart of God. For God to make loving the Lord the first and great command, he is announcing to the world I want you to love me really bad. Are you listening? I want you to love me so much so that I have made this the number one issue. Next question. How do I love the Lord? Because listen, if I gain everything and I don't get this, everything I worked for burns up at the throne. That's what Paul said. He said, it will not last. It will not make it through holy fire. Only silver, gold, and precious stones will make it. Wood, hay, and stubble will not make it. If I produce anything outside of loving the Lord, it is wood, hay, and stubble. This is tough to swallow, huh? This is love talk. This is beautiful. Anything outside of love is not genuine. So Paul writes this. He says this. If, though I give my body to be burned, if I have not love, it profits me nothing. He said, if I sign up for martyrdom, I hear people talking all the time, I want a spirit of martyrdom. I'm like, dude, just fall in love. It'll come natural. Are you trying to create your own legacy, your own story? Especially in the missions world. I think we have people wanting to die more than they want to love Jesus. And if loving Jesus leads you into death, say, look, take my throat. Just make sure your heart is burning with love before you try to create some self-inflicted, self-constructed legacy that is really rooted in pride. I'm going to pack stadiums. Why? Why are you going to do that? Man, God rocked me today. He told me this and that. Why are you talking about it? You just lost your reward. Congrats, bro. You just got my attention. And my attention is your reward. That's what Jesus said. He said, those who pray on the street corner and want all the attention, they've received their reward. But their father doesn't receive it. But you, when you pray, you go into the secret place. Shut the door. Pray to your father who is in secret. Your father who dwells in secret will reward you openly. Why? Why do you want to lock up and pray? I'm going on a fast. Why? Why? Because it's January 1st. The whole world does it. Why? Why are you doing it? Could you do it without telling? I don't know. The why matters. Trust me, the why will matter when you stand at the throne. In fact, the why and only the why will matter at the throne. So why? why? Why do we do what we do? And Paul says, look, if I give my body to be burned, if I'm not burning... With love. In other words, if it's not unto someone, it does me no good. So here's the deal how do I fall in love? We've got to know. The stakes are too high to not know. Well, the scriptures tell us we love Him. Because he first loved us. He first loved us. What does that love look like? This is what it looks like. God disrobing himself of glory. Being nailed to a tree. Giving his everything for you. The cross of Jesus is the seed of love. The sacrifice of Jesus is heaven's love poem. The passion of Jesus. His suffering. Him wearing a crown of thorns in exchange. Help me. me, In exchange for heaven's diadem. Is a love poem. Him being tied to a whipping post. Was a complete waste of the Romans time. He would have held on to it for all of us here. All by himself. Neither did he need to be nailed to a tree. It was to fulfill Prophetic scripture in Psalm 22. You've pierced my hands and my feet. As I behold the Lord's love in the form of His life on earth, His suffering, His death, His burial and resurrection, His ascension, and the fact that He's coming back as my soon coming King and Bridegroom, my heart begins to well up with a desire for the Lord. It is very difficult to be prideful if I behold Christ crucified. I'm telling you, listen. I used to not share healing testimonies because I was afraid of pride in my life. I, I wouldn't do it until I would sit with the Lord long enough and He'd say, open your Bible to Isaiah 53. And I'd begin reading. He was wounded. He was striped. He was, he was bruised. He took, the, he took my peace. The chastisement of my peace was upon Him. And I began to meditate on that. And I'd read the gospel accounts of his suffering. My heart would begin to behold Jesus being crucified. Here is God Almighty laying his life down. How in the world could I sit and puff myself up? Because the scene was too beautiful. He was too beautiful to to promote myself. This is what it means to behold the love of God. And I would go as far to say this. It is impossible It is impossible to know the love of God outside of Christ crucified. I've heard many teachings on the Father's love and I believe in the Father's love. But Jesus is the Father's love in a body. He is the perfect reflection of the Father's love. He is the Father's love wrapped in flesh. He has canceled every question as it pertains to who is the Lord, we discover this in the person of Jesus. And so this is what I want to pray over you tonight. I want to pray that the Lord would center our hearts again. And I'm not saying you, that we've gone like, off. I just felt the Lord come with, with this beautiful, loving invitation tonight and a warning saying, don't you budge, don't budge. This is about loving the Lord reach doesn't reach doesn't change that influence doesn't change I want influence in heaven do you know what I mean I want influence in heaven I want the angels to know my name I just they know hey come let's go help him he's in love with the one that we worship you follow me come on let's pray let's just lift our why don't we all stand let's all stand I, I felt this was so vital tonight in the light of all the miracles and the healings and the harvest that has, that's taken place, that 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 this heart for Jesus would be reestablished in us all over again today. Let's lift our hands, Lord. I pray that you would still the troubled waters tonight. that you just crush the distractions and the pressure that we put on ourselves. And that you make life about loving you. So we choose the better part tonight. The best we can, Lord, we say, we will turn away and turn aside to see what the voice is saying from the burning bush. I hear the Lord's word over all of you tonight. Come unto me. If you're weary, if you're tired, if you're heavy laden, if you've been carrying a heavy load, I'll give you rest tonight. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Give rest to your weary souls. Right where you are. Just just lift your hands and just receive the love of God. Holy Spirit, begin to flow with drops of love over every person here. Release liquid love tonight, liquid fire down deep, down deep in our hearts, Lord. Lord, beyond being born again, this is the greatest miracle. Hearts that burn and love you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at jesusimage.tv or write us at Jesus Image P.O. Box nine five zero six four zero Lake Mary, Florida 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.